0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. No, there's not. And I think that what we find is... For us to, I don't know. I think it's like a more of a um, when we explore these things and we see them for what they are. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like pushes us to a place where we can become better. Like how are they connected with the stars? How like I always say, um, when you go outside and the city lights are up and you can't see much, mm-hmm. but when you're in like a rural area and you see how how they connected with how they connected the dots of the stars and the galaxies and dark matter quantum physics and things like that how do we know what they knew and what we didn't know especially like the city of atlantis and stuff like that right <clears throat> well that starts that that does start playing into
1: this whole ancient civilization thing does start playing into kind of hollow earth theory and some of those those conspiracies
0: yeah so what's what is hollow earth so <laughs> Me, the background. I'm trying so, to read on it and I can't. I just don't understand. <laughs> what well, is Hollow Earth?
1: <laughs> well, it's, um, I think there's a couple different, like, uh, thoughts on it. it. It's a general concept, I think, that encapsulates a couple different perspectives on what that means. Um, okay. Some people think that Hollow Earth means, like, a a vast, um, cavern system that lies below the, the, uh, sort of the, the, the regular mantle, I guess, of the earth. We've dug down, just as a a reference, we've dug down or drilled down, uh, eight miles, and it's roughly, at least what they say, it's like roughly 40 uh 4000 miles to the center of the earth. So we 40 just, or 4. Sorry, I missed that. 4 4000. Jeez, okay. So we're we've just barely like scratched the surface of of our planet when it comes to like even our deepest drills and
0: stuff. Yet we know um, the, you know, the core and all that when we learn in school, which is just right. bull crap. <laughs> right. I mean, it's all theory as far as like
1: what our planet is composed of, um, you see those those little diagrams of the Earth like sectioned off, and it's just like a giant l- liquid iron or whatever. Yeah. Core. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, like a uh, teacher in school. Maybe I don't know. Um, maybe it's just a <laughs> guess.
0: Oh, I, sorry, science teacher. I forgot to tell you this is a theory. Thanks for <laughs> teaching I, it to me as fact.
1: Right, exactly. Well, that I mean, all a lot of these uh, a lot of these things are interconnected as far as conspiracies go. And just quick side note, like one of the the major side notes to Hollow Earth theory is uh, the electro universe uh, or electromagnetic um, theory that our, basically our planet is not ruled by gravity but that it's ruled by electromagnetism.
0: Have Uh, you heard that? So this would go against everything we know. Right, exactly. So basically... Does this fit into dark matter? I don't know much about dark matter. It makes about 85% of uh, the known universe. Right. I mean, I'm sure it does because all matter... um,
1: Well, at least the ones that that I'm aware of because I don't really know much about dark matter, but... Oh, it's a theory. Don't
0: worry. It's just like everything else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every time we've, like, we've drilled down into our atoms and into the smaller particles that make up atoms, it's all electrified. Yeah, Uh, subparticles. They're all electrified. So, like, every element has, like, a, a positive or negative or neutral charge. And so just just kind of, like, starting with that as our basic building blocks of all things, like, it, it it would make sense that our world is, like, guided by some rules of electricity. Like um, quantum physics. Yeah, and, our like, our bodies. Like, our bodies are electric beings. Like, we need electricity running through our heart in order to pump our blood. And if you, like, if you're... Incapacitated or like passed out or whatever in an emergency situation, they hit you with like EKG and it it forces your heart to restart. So like ah. even down to the uh, the atomic <coughs> and subparticle level, we are like made of electricity. So anyways, the the yeah, whole theory makes sense. the theory of of gravity is based on uh, Einstein. Well it's yeah and it's the the actual theory itself is based on uh, mass so in order to have gravity you have to have like an insane amount of mass and so that's why in order for gravity to make sense, our earth has to be solid and it has to be extremely dense at, at the core so it has to be uh, so heavy because of the or massive I guess Uh, so that's why to
0: to retain its structure
1: right and in order to like have the mass necessary to keep all of the matter on the surface clinging to it Um, and so with a uh, with a theory of gravity kind of ruling our world it kind of informs the other theories that we need a solid, liquid, metal core in order to, in in order to maintain the theory of gravity.
0: Mm. And so, so now how do you explain when, the quantum physics double split experiment? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. <laughs> so but I love, I love talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much the quantum physics double split experiment, at like. Shoots protons at the back wall and goes through two slits, but it hits like a waterway, like a water wave would at the back of a wall. So it hits like multiple points, but that's only if there's an observable person watching it.
1: Oh, yeah, I, and it
0: I acts normal. Yeah, and it yeah. Acts, and acts normal when you watch it, but when you don't watch it, it changes its pattern and it goes to two slits. Yeah. <laughs> Blows my mind. I'd-
1: I don't know, dude. There's so many mysteries like that. But like I thought mad. about
0: that when I was a kid. Like what happens when I'm not paying attention to something? Does yeah, the tree like, make a noise in the woods?
1: Exactly, yeah. dude. It's like the it's like the age old thing.
0: But wow. like but quantum physics in like the sixties and seventies when they started like looking into this stuff, that's what dark matter mm-hmm. came about. And it's like there's something that's there even though we can't see it.
1: So dark matter is like uh it's a it's an observable, like, the, the the properties of it or the symptoms of it are, like, uh, observable, but we can't observe the actual matter itself.
0: Is that no. correct? Yeah, sort of, because it's, like, quantum entanglement, too. So, like, I could be... So I could have, like, a a, a particle that's mm-hmm. on the other side of the universe as I am right now. You could... Can- <laughs> It's, yes, it's quantum, like, that's what quantum entanglement is. It's like my atom could be an exact replica billions of miles away. <laughs> it blows my I mind. Don't I don't know, dude. They mean, I don't know These anything are all theories, too. <laughs> 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 I don't know anything about that.
1: <laughs> what do we know? I don't know. Uh,
0: Dark matter is the name we give to all mass in the universe that remains invisible, there's a whole lot of it. Research suggests about seventy percent of the universe is composed of dark energy. What's remaining, twenty five percent of the compound, in the mysterious substance known as dark matter. Wow. And there's like, if you go to Peru, they get like down in Patagonia, and you look at their like their huge telescope that they have there. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have a huge amount of like pictures of dark matter and like what it would look like, but mm-hmm. it's but it's all theory.
1: Right. It's all kind of representation or theory.
0: Yeah, and it pretty much threw everything upside down when quantum physics was, like, found. And -hmm. they don't want to teach kids in school, but I think it should be a thing. (laughs) Right,
1: well... (laughs) Like, how are we supposed to discover new stuff? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's basically, like, (laughs) science in general has a long track record of uh, claiming... uh, theories as fact until better theories come out and then they change their position and everything that they once said is laughed at as wrong
0: yeah and that's what's and like that's what cern is and they take sub particles and they smash them together to make a black hole on our planet if right. anyone <laughs> didn't know it's like the <laughs> dumbest thing i've ever heard them trying to do
1: i know cern is uh very scary there's a lot of um there's a lot of like creepy theories around that as well um give them to me so they so basically the i think it's the head like i don't know if he's the head researcher or he's like um top board member or something he's like one of the top guys and basically he's a he's a self proclaiming luciferian and hmm. he is He's said in public statements before that, um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to open a black hole or like, uh, like basically split open the fabric of our dimension or, or the veil, lift the veil or whatever. And and he, he literally said like, um, like entities or things might come out and we don't know what will happen when we like rip this hole but through we're, the middle like of Switzerland yeah it's it's under a mountain in Switzerland and
0: it wasn't big enough they made a bigger one
1: <laughs> I know the the yeah and okay so here's another one is the logo of you can look this up the logo of uh CERN is the the drawn like whatever is lodge drawn particle accelerator it's like the way that the atoms travel in like these large circles and uh, in order to speed them up but it's like this adapted version of that uh, and basically it spells out 66 <coughs> six, um, yeah. in the CERN logo I'm looking at it It says six six six
0: on it. Yeah.
1: And and um positioned in a weird way. Right, right. They're all kind of like rotated. Um and then another one about CERN is out front. Shiva. They have, yeah, they have the Shiva, the god of destruction. Oh my gosh. And she's standing as typically she's depicted, she's standing in like a wheel, like in front of a wheel. And
0: can tell me this is not crazy?
1: Like, how can you not see those things? Why not? Think, how do
0: you get away with it?
1: How do you get away with that?
0: <laughs> it's so cool to look at the pictures of CERN online, too. Just, like, to see how big the subparticle tube is that they actually use. You can see inside of it. And they're just smashing yeah. particles together and not knowing what they're doing. Yeah, I know. We I haven't mean, even I, found most of our ocean, and we're smashing subparticles together.
1: I think they do know what they're doing, but... <laughs> They're, sort they're of. clearly they're clearly trying to, uh, trying to, do exactly what the commissioner whatever said. Like they're trying to, like, release entities. It's the creatures from the abyss. It all goes back to the Bible. I'm drinking,
0: uh, shipyard pumpkinhead. Classic beer for... not even want to share what I'm drinking. No, I just want to go get Oktoberfest from my fridge. All right. <laughs> Tim, you're going to have to dig deep and go get that Oktoberfest. Ah, it's so
1: far away. I know. So, anyway, so back to uh, Hollow Earth. Basically... Who? Um, so, if you if you can kind of break away from the... Sort of the elementary school understanding that our... Earth is a solid, liquid, metal core. Okay. Um, then, I said in the beginning, basically, there's, like, a couple different prevailing thoughts surrounding it. Like, one is that it's a large cavernous system, which is kind of like the movie, like, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Ah. Um, and it's it's basically, like, it they keep going back to down. The and, and down and down and down. And they, and they basically, like, find... Uh, um, the, like this race of people that live down there ah. um, and, and all of these hollow earth theories do believe that there's a race sort of a subterranean race of people who live basically in the center or in the caverns um, that's so great and, and that they're <laughs> and that they are a superior race of people well of course um. they'd
0: have to be of course. Yes. They're being molted to a bloody pulp every 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> They're just so, dying uh, over and over again. Oh my gosh. So then the
1: so right. then the other one is the other prevailing thought is that this one's crazier. So this one is that there is uh only two entrances and those entrances are at the north and south pole. And that one of my favorite Like basically these entrances, um, and there's there's a lot of credible evidence (coughs) of of people finding the the
0: entrances. I think I found a picture Um, of it. (laughs) China, Siberia, North Pole, South Pole. Okay, I'm looking at it. This is great. North America, New York. So like one of the things is there's a there's a an admiral. (coughs) um,
1: I think in the Air Force. Do you have admirals in the Air, Air Force? Yes. No. Okay. What am I saying? No. No, we do not. No, you don't. Navy, right? Yeah. Okay, so there was this admiral uh, at the end of World War II, and he took a flight. Um, He flew his own aircraft. His name is uh, Admiral Byrd, and he flew over the North Pole, and he wrote in his personal diary, and this guy is like a credible... Like, war hero, World War Two war hero kind of guy. Yeah. He's not, like, some crazy nut job, And he describes seeing, like, this gigantic cavernous, like, entrance going, like, into the earth. And so he's like, what in the world? Like, first off, you can't go to the North Pole and you can't go to the South Pole. Those things are, like, basically sectioned off for... Uh, Research. For, like... You know, like "quote unquote" research.
0: We got an air force um, base up in Greenland, Thule. It's pretty close to the North Pole. Yeah, but like when it really comes, positioned for <laughs> nuclear warfare to Russia. Yeah,
1: exactly. And like, um, yeah, like you can't, you you can't go, you can't just like get on a boat and like go, land on Antarctica and just start like walking on your own
0: expedition. No, you have really? to be like highly paid, and you have to, like, go to, like, uh, South America, like, way far south. Yeah, and it's all very, very controlled. Yeah, it's very
1: controlled. It's super controlled about who goes and who doesn't go. And I think they're pretty much monitored while they're there. Like, you're not allowed (laughs) to just basically go anywhere you want. So, anyways, Admiral Byrd does this flight. He writes in his personal journey. journey. Then a couple years later, he flies over the South Pole, and he describes the same thing. Um, on that flight, he also described seeing, like UFOs or like flying saucers, uh, flying like next to him in his aircraft, and accelerating and stopping. Like What as, year was this? I think nineteen forty-seven. Oh, but this he, is getting good. So this is kind of like, uh, so this is. I think the South Pole one was maybe in the early fifties. Um, you know, Roswell happened in like the 50s as well so uh there's a lot of activity basically like ramping up at this time
0: nicholas Um, this is amazing
1: keep going (laughs) okay so um so yeah so then the basically he describes seeing these huge cavernous holes um and this kind of ties into the other thought which is that there's only two entrances, north and south. It's controlled by the world elite that we're not allowed to find these things, go there, or journey into the hollow earth. Um, but in the second theory, there's actually a hollow, or there's a, like a, uh, an inner sun. So there's actually a sun that stays in the absolute center of our earth, or what we would consider the center. And then. OK. Um, And then like on the basically like if you if you think of our world as like uh, I'm looking at a map to, in front of me. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the inside of our
0: like it's it curves the other way. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And, it's like two entrances that go to the middle of the earth and there's like continents and stuff inside of it. Right. There's there's like basically the exact
1: same thing as what we have on the other side. And when like, you know, a tectonic plate shifts or something, it shifts on the other side as well. Um, and then there are, and then in, in some ancient cultures, there's a ton of ancient cultures, Hindus being kind of the primary one that talk about these, this exact same setup, like how they in their mythologies and stuff, uh, see the, the inner earth or the, the hollow earth, um.
0: And, uh, I don't think I've ever seen this photograph before. I love it. You've <laughs> got which, me so like, interested. What are you looking at? It's got like the North Pole, the South Pole, mm-hmm. at the two entrances into like a continental inside the middle of the earth. And then it's got like North America on the outside and everything on the outside. Yep. It's super cool. Is that whiskey?
1: No, no. It's just, uh, just a beer. Um, oh, man. I know, I know so so then this kind of t- ties in a little bit to um both Atlantis and um just kind of vaguely like Nazi Germany. so atlantis w- was was
0: what we were talking about in the beginning, these ancient cultures that were like super far advanced, like 11,000 years ago, which is not supposed to be the time frame <laughs> right yeah, for human history. Exactly. Well, like um, the, the Egyptian um, time frame, it wasn't supposed to be that. But they mm-hmm. think that e- um, Cairo in Egypt <coughs> is a pretty much just a branch off of Atlantis. It's one of Atlantis's um, colonies. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what oh, they that's think. That's pretty is. sick. Okay, have you yep, ever gone but, to? I'll tell you a little yep. bit about the recot structure if you want. Yeah, definitely. All right. So the recot structure is in Mauritania. Africa, if you look on Google Maps, if you pull up your phone, you can see it. Mm -hmm. And you can look, it's called the Eye of the Sahara. And that's what they think Plato's description of it perfectly describes um, the same exact structure. And the reason why they found it was in the 60s when they were floating over, or whenever they were floating over um, Africa for space travel, they noticed this like really weird structure out in the middle of Africa in Mauritania. And Mauritania. What in the world? Mauritania. I'm looking at this picture. Can you see it?
1: Yeah, this is crazy.
0: So the, the lead people of Mauritania, their king was called Atlas. King Atlas. Wow. Like fully documented, like till this day. Is what they <laughs> call them. It's wild. That's crazy. And Mauritania is. So if you look just above Mali into Mauritania, of course, yeah, my thing's messed up you can see it, it's like a circle.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: trying to find it real quick. But you see how the waterway goes out? Oh yeah, you can see it right there, there it is. My computer goes crazy because I look at this too much. So when Plato describes the, uh, the eye of the Sahara, he's uh, north, north of the eye is a mountain range and at the mouth of mm-hmm. it is like a delta. And then the rings around that city the way the structure was built is exactly how he describes it. And it was kind of funny, like, the way, because they are like, well, Plato's writing, some of those writings were, like, fake, right? But it was more like <laughs> storytelling that they, they describe mm. it as. So if you look at the mouth of there, but if you pull yeah. back all the way out in Africa and you see how the tect- uh, the sand moves out to the ocean, mm-hmm. they yep that exactly. the water went all the way up there. And that's... Oh, uh, yeah. And it pushed everything out. And the Sahara has been pushing everything out anyway. But Mauritania, like at that spot there, they think that the tectonic plate shifted upward and it mm-hmm. pushed all the water down. So there was well, lush water. But that was like across. And that's why I think the Sahara exists because it covers up all the ancient history. Because it was a colony all the way to Egypt. And they think the Nile River went all the way from Mauritania to Egypt.
1: Holy smokes. Which is across Sahara, Africa. Which is across I mean, Africa.
0: Which is like, I think it's like two United States is across.
1: Holy smokes.
0: Yeah. It's like pretty much from like New York to California, California to New York.
1: That's unreal, dude.
0: I know. It's wild. I've and they think that the river this. went down. Yeah, I started to, when I was in Africa, I was like right near there in this mm. So I started to look around and find different things. And once Graham Hancock talked about it. And his de- his describing of it on Joe Rogan's podcast is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. If you ever get a chance, but like they found it from space and they used it as a reference point. And the CIA went there in the '60s and didn't like report anything back. Probably went to the Pentagon. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. And like this is like com- yeah, this is like common information.
1: Wow, that's nuts. I've never seen this. So so h- how does that tie into Atlantis? So they, they think, think that, that
0: they think the eye of the Sahara is Atlantis. Plato, is Atlantis. Plato's description of that area is exactly on par. And wow. people want to chalk it up to, um, because during that time, a lot of people didn't believe Plato. They just thought his writings were like a movie. But mm-hmm. that's like um, Graham Hancock relays it as like, okay, well, that's all he's doing here is describing that. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, more of, like, it's, like, we tell, like, a great story about, like, New York City, like, years later. And no one can, like, really tell if it's wrong, but this great philosopher comes along and writes this right. thing about a huge, you know, Atlantis-like city that he got. And they think a lot of it was destroyed from mm. um, the Library of Alexandria had all the information when it was, when it was burned <clears throat> and the, during that time period when it was burned. Let's see burning of Alexandria had all the information. Yeah. And they, it's the world's largest library, right? Yeah, that pretty much would have had, like, so much information. And they had it, like, so many Atlantis mysteries. and their, tri- their trials and all that. But they did say Atlantis was, like, <coughs> rulers of all the kingdoms, and, like, they had um, pyramids all over the world. And, look, all over the world, if you look up pyramids all the way from Georgia to South America, all the way to the specific... Um, coastal islands all had pyramids everywhere in the world and you know Mm -hmm. if there was one central power it would have been Atlantis wow I've also seen that all of the pyramids are
1: on like magnetic ley lines so like uh, all of they're basically like a grid of pyramids Mm -hmm. across the entire world and then they're basically saying that like pyramids were like a like a power generator type structure that like you know obviously the egyptian narrative is that uh they they were tombs but they definitely weren't tombs because no they definitely weren't the the great pyramid of giza they never found any like mummies they're they're all buried in the valley of the kings which are like
0: no and every uh, every single pyramid is lined up perfectly north south east and west
1: yeah it's so crazy
0: to match the stars which was like that's how i think they connected more with the universe
1: yeah pyramid. let me see pyramid grid maybe global grid let's see
0: and they probably all connected from that like first civilization well massive like uh time period that we haven't dove into because modern you know they don't they won't let us do it
1: well, I think that
0: modern, potentially modern funding from scientists won't let us do it. Right.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, here's one. Ley lines, Earth's energy grid. And so like it's basically like these high points of magnetism and like at every single one ah, of these it comes back to the
0: magnetism. I love it.
1: Yeah, they're they're like um, yeah, they're like tapping into like uh, the inherent energy
0: source of the Earth. Very, crazy. very interesting that just brought back all and like that tied into the beginning part where we were talking about the electromagnetism versus gravity
1: yeah yeah so so yeah i mean like the the other thing that the, this kind of just a side note but another thing about um sort of like the the power structure of uh those who are like trying to keep it hidden Um, First off, like, I think that there's potentially energy uh, sources, like, unlimited energy sources that are based on magnetism um, that, uh, like, the elite don't want us to have because it would mean, like, massive progress for the entire world and it would mean that that we wouldn't have to fight wars over limited resources and... Um, they couldn't, like, control us through, like, basically centralized banking and, and all the kind of stuff that they do, but anyways, um, the Welcome, Caleb. Nazis, that oh, was Caleb on? Yep.
0: What's up?
1: Oh, what's up, Caleb?
0: I just heard Nazis, let's go!
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you had to come in right then? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> What is that? Are we live
0: right now? Yeah, we're live. Stop we're just talking everyone. about quantum physics, Graham Hancock, pyramids. We just talked about the eye <laughs> of the Sahara. Let's go. Is it Conspiracy I Night? I guess so. <laughs> I right now it it. Is. We could switch over to <laughs> sports too, but this has been pretty interesting. We're talking about hollow earth theory too. Nick was enlightening me. Well, uh, who knows? um so we're just having fun with our brains yeah <laughs> so the
1: other thing with the Nazis is they they had this this like outpost um on Antarctica so it's it's like the only claimed um piece of land I think that mm. and like Antarctica has never been claimed by anybody but the Nazis had like a full on colony there and they called it um, New Schwabenland. And so <coughs> New Schwabenland was this base or like colony type base that a lot of like kind of conspiratorial people think that the Nazis were into a whole lot of weird stuff. Um, but one of the things that they were thinking is that. Uh, the Nazis actually set up that base to try and find the the entrance to the Hollow Earth. Um, there's a lot of a lot of the like Tibetan um, lore, and and Tim, we talked about like that a lot of the Tibetan mythology talked about the, the Hollow Earth. Okay. Um, and then the Nazis had this whole like secret society. Like, this occult society that uh, was called the Vril Society, V-R-I-L-L. And Vril was this energy source that kind of, like, these women shaman-type people, um, like, talked about. And they basically claimed to be from this this super race, like this alien race, almost. Oh, my gosh. And... (laughs) And this, and this alien this is race crazy. is not alien to, like, the <coughs> stars, but it's alien to, like, our subterranean planet. Like, they're from the inside of the Earth. <laughs> the hollow Earth. <laughs> they're from the other side. Oh, my gosh. This is great. And so the, the Nazis actually set up a base in New Schwabenland, and they were searching for the entrance to try and get to, like the super race of people,
0: which they considered to be like the Aryan people. Aha. Okay. So that's where they got their ideas and the ideologies from. Right. Well, they got the idea of the Aryan race from,
1: I think from the Tibetans and the Tibetans share a lot of these, the same, uh, like what we would consider now, like
0: Nazi ideals, but you think that's why the, Operation Paperclip? They all live in Argentina because it's closer to Antarctica.
1: Probably, dude. Well, they basically after the war. Um, I don't know the, the the exact numbers, but at the end of World War II, they went searching for all the Nazi U-boats that were out in the in the oceans, mm-hmm. and they only recovered like a minor fraction of the U-boats that were out there, and they think that. A lot of them did go to uh, to Argentina, but a lot of them also went down to uh, New Schwabenland and went to Antarctica. And basically, like, there was, like, a, a fully established Nazi base down there that nobody else really knew about. Is pretty, like, like secretive. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, they, uh, like, <laughs> there's, there's crazy images of, like, this... Nazi like town basically that has a bunch of U-boats, like parked there, and like flying saucers, and like all sorts of like crazy like Aryans like subterranean race like interacting with them, and it's yeah. like crazy. Dude, that's craziness. wild. So they yeah.
0: have um in Argentina, like there's been reporters that have gone down to that like city or like that area of all the people like all the Nazi Germans. Mm -hmm. and they've like in like the last 20 years they just like go down there and they see them with all their like medals and stuff and all the things that their families have done to have them on their mantles and everything it's just like all little germany
1: oh my gosh yeah dude it's crazy and like Like, they can't say anything there's like schools that have like swastikas like and they fly the nazi flag and stuff you ever heard of the falkland islands
0: um that's like north of the UK, right? No, it's oh. uh, just off the coast of Argentina. Oh, It's oh. like a place where the UK can go deploy. They've oh, got really? bases, and it's like just above Ar- uh, Antarctica, too. Oh, interesting. And it's like one of the closest points. I mean, it's just a weird place for like the British Isles to have something down there. And oh, for sure, yeah. Where they deploy to. But I mean, like, well, they can put them on all these ice things, but they never really hit Antarctica unless like, you yeah. go there. Right. And, and all these explorers and people that try to go there, they'll hit like an ice cap, but like before, they'll never actually know. go in Antarctica. They're well, being that, lied that, to.
1: that gets into uh, flat Earth more about like the whole like uh, unreachable Antarctica. That essentially Antarctica is not like a landmass, but it's like an ice wall. And basically, if you travel like rather than south, it's, it's out. So if you like, if the Earth was a disc, the North Pole would be at the center, and the South Pole wouldn't be like a point, but rather it would be like the outer ring. So if you travel out in any direction, you'll hit the ice wall. This, is so, this
0: is so interesting because I wrote a book, um, called the "White Tide Tales," and one of my one of my theories was having a, like a big wall of luminosity, like a big, a big light wall. And at the end mm-hmm. you can't you can't go off the earth. It's kinda like the same concept as this. It's kinda funny. I've never heard anyone Dude, say crazy. it like this, but I wrote like I have the history right written out and everything. And it's really wow, that's funny like that like in like my my premise of the story is like uh at the end they let two people through called Adon and eve so like Adam and Eve to mm-hmm. go through another portal to another planet to like start oh, wow. civilization. Sorry, I just r- ruin the whole book if I ever publish it, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty much well, it i have it written down i've told doug for years but that's so crazy like i didn't know about this hollow earth thing it's cool well dude that's i mean the hollow earth does
1: like it has a pair a lot of parallels to flat earth like look up the un flag the un flag is exactly the map of the hollow earth i mean of the uh the flat earth and so like a lot of these things are like hidden in plain sight and uh This is, this is how the earth would look if it were flat.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: And then, and then like, you kind of have to ask like, what's on the other side? Well, that would be like in the hollow earth model. It would just be like, uh, like a mirrored plane, like the same way that we're living on the outside of the, of the earth and they're living on the, the inside and it curves opposite each other. Like, a flat earth would just be, like, if you went down a deep cavern, you'd come out on the other side of the of the earth. Yeah,
0: and that would explain a lot. <laughs> as far
1: as, like, civilizations disappearing or... Um,
0: Resetting of like, civilizations.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, also, like, a lot of biblical stuff about, like, the oceans open, opening up and, like... Just kind of, like, end times type stuff where, like, the the abyss opens and, like, things emerge from the abyss. Or, like, uh, originally, like, things were cast into the abyss and chained up until, like, a certain time when they're re-released. Mm-hmm. But, like, it would basically be, like, these, these cavernous type places that, like, the earth cracks open and, like, from within come either entities or beings of some sort.
0: Okay. Not not good ones. Think about Genesis 1. When it says, let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from God so that the vault separated from under the water and the vault from the water above it so that it was God that called it vault sky and there was evening and morning and second day. But let the water under the sky be gathered in one place, dry ground appear so it was God called the dry ground land but like the whole picture in in genesis that thing about like the water between like ice caps right yeah yeah or like a hard surface like that kind of makes you think of the hollow earth too
1: right yeah separate from the water from the water right like and also like there's different translations that try and (coughs) either explain that away as in like water meaning like chaos like it's really ordering like the things of cha- like bringing order out of chaos, I guess. Okay. But I don't, I don't know. Like when God.
0: That's the sixth like, verse of the Bible. Oh what? What I just read. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So. No. I'm- <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Did I freak you out. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was. a <laughs> <laughs> A little
1: too too much, dude. Too much, too much, <laughs> too much dude. <laughs> I thought it was wild. How do you think I feel right now, all right. Caleb? Huh. Get into it. I'm just soaking it all in. I just I just found it interesting. You guys are talking about like Germans in Argentina and like after the World World War World II, was it?
0: Yeah, post World War II. War II
1: settled in and, and, um. In Argentina and other parts of South America. And there, I think I told you guys this before, but the city where I was born in Brazil is like a little German town. It's all the streets, all the street names and stuff are all German. There's like a lot of German culture. That's I was back so there in 2012, dude. and I was just like, obviously, when I was a little kid, I didn't I don't remember all that. but
0: I heard I they paraded around Iraq. on the beaches of Sao Paulo and stuff like that, the Germans.
1: Oh, yeah. There's A lot of German culture down there and like i just thought thought it was interesting like the city i was born in is like filled with germans It's crazy. and dude they're not like they're they're not the good germans they're like nazis like yeah they're the bad ones that's they they're the bad ones they flee like they had to flee from and they got away with war crimes and they got away with it
0: all got away because we took all we took all the top scientists for nasa yep that's why we kept our mouths shut well, this is the type of lies that we tell each other. Operation Paperclip. Oh, all this other stuff can't be real, you know, like in the United States going on today. Oh, it can't be. It's just conspiracy. It's just conspiracy. It's like, okay, well, we stole Nazi Germany scientists mm-hmm. and made them to NASA. Now they're in Texas, the Bible Belt. Like, Texas is supposed to be, like, all Christian and everything. And then we took them and we put them in NASA and, and, it's and not forced like them to labor. they were Nazis. No, they like were they definitely were, Nazis. They were still Nazis when
1: we took them. Like, you didn't change that ideology.
0: That's the part I don't like. We sacrificed everything. For what? Like, what is that bigger, higher power of, like, knowing? Yeah, I don't want to know the answer to that, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, we got 42 minutes in, so I got to end this. But that was amazing that was good thanks for listening to this Project Life episode with Nick and I and Caleb coming into the end it was wonderful
1: that was great time. it
0: was let me pause this real quick